There it was. Clear as day. Let's wake him up, he said. Oh, let him sleep as long as he wants. Poor Keenan. He's been staying up late every night. His wife's tone was gruff, but then her face blossomed into a smile. He's done well, and now we can relax. But Keenan had heard the news. It was impossible not to in their cozy cottage. They lived in East Jakarta, and though the size of the property was considerable, his father had asked the architect to keep the house small to make the most of their lush green surroundings. As he lay in bed, he curled up into a ball, hugged his knees to his chest, and asked himself whether it was wrong not to feel as happy as they did. Wasn't he content that he had succeeded, and that his success had brought happiness to others? And hadn't he grieved long enough over the betrayal of his own dreams? Keenan's eyes remained fixed on the blank canvas next to his bed, its emptiness the only answer he received. There was a stream a few blocks from Kugi's house. Its water was a muddy brown, but unlike most of the other streams in the city, which were congested, its current ran smooth. When Kugi had first moved to Jakarta, she'd realized that every place she had ever lived had flowing water nearby. It was as if something, or someone, wanted to make sure she continued doing what she did, writing letters to Neptune. Kugi remembered how it had all started. At the time, her family had been living in Ujungpandang. Their house had been near the ocean, and she had spent most of her days at the beach. It was Carl, her oldest brother, who had first told little Kugi that she was an Aquarius, the water-bearer. Little Kugi had imagined that she had been dispatched by the god Neptune to live on dry land. As it was a spy's duty to routinely report to headquarters, Kugi began telling Neptune about everything that was happening in her life. She sent the first letter as soon as she had learned how to write, folding it into a paper boat and setting it out to sea. From then on, Kugi stopped by the beach almost every afternoon, sending Neptune letters filled with stories or drawings. When it came time for their family to move, Kugi had protested, for it meant they couldn't live near the beach anymore. She only stopped sulking when Carl explained that wherever they were, as long as there was flowing water, Kugi would still be able to send these letters. All water flows to the sea. That's what Carl had told her as he wiped the tears from Kugi's cheeks. All rivers flow to the sea? Carl nodded. All reservoirs flow to the sea? Carl nodded again. All gutters flow to the sea? Carl continued to nod. Only then was Kugi satisfied. Even though they never lived near the ocean again, wherever they moved, their house always happened to be near flowing water of some sort. So Kugi was certain her letters would continue to reach Neptune wherever she lived including the house they lived in now. She sent fewer and fewer letters over time. Now that Kugi was older, she knew that Neptune didn't really exist. She knew that by the time her letters made it to the ocean, all that would be left were meaningless microscopic shreds. She knew they probably never even made it to the ocean at all. Yet, though she couldn't explain why, in her heart of hearts, Kugi still wanted to believe it was true nor could she explain why the sight of those paper boats carried out on the water set her soul at ease. That morning, she was standing by the stream. There were street kids playing in an alley nearby, and their shouts rang in her ears. But Kugi didn't mind. 
she gazed at the current of brown water flowing in front of her. Carefully, she took something out of her pants pocket. A paper boat.